Welcome to another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. Recording in the Carl Chevrolet Studios. If you're looking to buy a new or pre-owned vehicle, Carl Chevrolet, carlchevrolet.com, carlchevroletsteward.com. Exit 90 at the Rock in Ankeny, just off of Interstate 80, west of the Des Moines Metro in Stewart, Iowa. Hello, Jeffrey Woody. Hello, Jared Stansberry. It's football and random things. This will be the last this will be the last football and random things of the 2019-2020 football season. Yes. After this, we'll take a, a small hiatus until the spring football starts. The spring football. And then at, that will be the start of the 2020 to 2021 football, football campaign. campaign. Yeah. Which will then go into the summer, into the season, into the championship of next year. And we'll also include edition one of football and reading things. Football and reading things. Yeah. It's a, a podcast for the whole family. Yeah. One would assume. Well, is this one not a podcast for the whole family? You think a kid can keep their attention for this long? Well, I mean... With the, with the, with the rabbit holes that we dive down... I, I, I would actually think it's probably more kid-friendly. That's true. I think that, like... I, but I would say that I feel like, you know, maybe grandparents, uh, great-aunts, great-uncles, maybe don't like football and random things as much. But I know that's not true because I know that we do very well in the uh, middle-aged women demographic. I think that's all you. It's the sultry voice of Jared Stansberry that just keeps all peoples, regardless of age, gender, creed, or sex, invested in the fart. Can I let you in on a little secret? Yes, please. I hear that there's a, a, little, a little birdie tells me that there's a football and random things merch in the, coming down the pipe. Mm. That, uh, that might be a nice looking uh, apparel of clothing. If it is apparel of clothing, may or may not be. But it's, you know. Just a little rumor that I heard. Maybe saw a couple little uh, possible designs. I don't know. I heard. I, heard, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. maybe, maybe hey, you know, know, maybe. Maybe. That's, that would be at uh, teamclotch.com slash cyclonefanatic. One would think. If one, it's there. One would think. It's it, not there yet, but when it is there, that's where it'll be. Right now, you could find our blackout line. All kinds of cool stuff. You know, if you like the color black, which Jeff Woody does. He's wearing black right now. Currently wearing my, uh, my scholar athlete uh, full zip. I got in, I think, 2012. It's a little big, but comfortable when the weather's a little bit colder outside. Just to remind everybody that you were indeed yeah, it's, a scholar it's, uh, I actually, I took the neon sign that, like, the, that, come with, that came with it that says, look at me. I took that <laughs> one off for, of this one. I, let, I still have it, and I just walk around every once in a while with a big, bright sign that says, I used to be important over my head as I'm walking around. Now it's just in the, in the room of your house that's des- designated as a trophy room. And it's just got the, the shoes it's in, displayed it, on a pedestal right in the middle with a spotlight on it. And there's a moat around them. Yeah. There's a moat. Yeah. Uh, there's just tiny alligators. Tiny. Alligators. Very tiny. Like four to five inch alligators. So it's more like a salamander size or a newt. <laughs> or even like a baby one. Or just, no, not even, not even, just smaller than that. Like, like it's a very, it's a micro gator. It's a very tiny. I don't know what it's threatening. It's more just like an inconvenience if it were to, <laughs> to nip you. But they're adorable. They're adorable. They have uh, freaking laser beams attached to their heads. Freaking sharks, freaking laser beams on their freaking heads. Is that too much to freaking ask for? What is it? What's the other one he wants? The tuna? I don't or, know. Isn't that what it is? No, that was, I, that was in uh, the other guys. No, with he gets the breathing the tu- apparatus. He gets the tuna with the, or like piranhas or something else. I think it's tuna. He gets tuna with the, the laser beams on his head, on their heads. I don't recall. 
I'm pretty sure it's like the first one. I don't recall. Because he doesn't get the sharks until the very last one, I don't think. Finally, like, actually gets the sharks. What an absurd series of movies. Oh, they're outstanding, though. It's, it's wonderful. If they decided to bring those movies back, I think I would actually be cool with it. They've taken enough of a hiatus that the stupidness of, like, that the early to mid two thousand or late, late 90s into the mid-2000s when it was, like, Scary Movie and Goldmember or, like, Austin Powers and everything was just, like, making fun of what the movies that were there. I think that, that fad has, like, died down a little bit. So I would be, I'd be fine if, if Mike Myers came back with Austin Powers 4. I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel like if you're going to do it, like, you're probably at a pretty good point where you, to do it, you know? How, it's, it's been 15 it, years. I feel like it's, uh, he has to come to the point where he's, he needs a little bit more money or wants a little bit more more money. Well, yeah, it's about like Eddie Murphy doing Coming to America too. Right. Like, you, you know, just wants another couple million. It's not, that probably doesn't need it, but just wants it. Oh, no, I think Eddie needs it. But he hasn't, doesn't he have like 12 kids? Yeah, he has 10 kids. Yeah. 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 That's a lot of, that's a, a lot, lot of mouths. Mouth. That's a lot of mouths to feed. A lot of kids to send to college. A lot of kids to send to college. As uh, P. Diddy says in, uh, in Get Him to the Greek, you know how many Jordans 10 black kids wear? I, w- I couldn't imagine how expensive 10 children would be. Yeah, I don't know. It's a lot of... It's a no lot. thanks. I'm going to pass. Yeah, it's a lot, of, a lot of kids. All right, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about the Super Bowl. It's the, uh, the big game. The big game. Yeah, sorry. It was on Sunday. The, the incredible match. The uh, championship of the National Professional Football League. No, it was, that was fun. The NPFL. I, I don't know if, I don't know if anybody, like, as the, the non-avid um, football viewer enjoyed that game as much as I did, but I think that was just an overall generally entertaining game with, like, all demographics of people that are like, yeah, I kind of care about football, and the people that, like myself, that are, like, mainline football. I, I think it was, it was entertaining to everybody. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I think that... Uh, it was just high quality football from beginning to end. Well, you know? some, most of it. I, most of it. Yeah. I think so. I, I hypothesis here, and I don't know if this will ever come out in the next like ten years. I think maybe when like Patrick Mahomes retires, he'll be like, "Yeah, I was, uh, I had a broken rib in that in that game." So like, I think he was affected more by that super hard shot, that, like to something because he was hit in the midsection. The like one that shoulder. took out Jimmy Ward, right? When he, yeah. when he gets up to talk trash to a defender after he was hit, there's no way that doesn't also hurt a ton being the one that received that hit if it hurt that much to the guy doing the hitting. So It's about like when Joe Burrow got hurt, broke right. his rib in the national championship game. Right. He's, he's going to get up and not act like it was a thing, but for sure it was a thing. So yeah. I think that I, I'm going to pin that on being why, because almost all of his throws that were bad were short. Like he was arming the whole thing. So arming meaning instead of like stepping and rotating his hips into the throw he just kind of used his shoulder right and so I think a lot of it I don't know what it was I'm not saying he broke a rib but like I think a lot of the rotational strength that he have in his torso uh didn't like it 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 didn't really connect as like it normally does because a lot of the ones on like that that interception that he threw was to to uh, 53 for the 49ers um Fred Warner yeah yeah so when Hill with Tyreek Hill was going to come across the corner come like around him and I just think that ball didn't he didn't pull through as much as he needed to like mechanically maybe he didn't see him maybe he just misread it and maybe it's a frustration throw but I think a lot of the throws what like they were dirt balls when they shouldn't have been but then right. by the time the fourth quarter rolled around like the adrenaline of like shoot this is the fourth quarter of the 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 big football match I, I better get going yeah yeah and it's 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 crazy because I was texting with my dad and they were down 20 to 10 
and San Francisco isn't really like moving the ball to score, but they're moving the ball effectively enough that they're taking time off the clock every mm-hmm. time they have the ball. And I, he throws that second interception, and I was like, man, uh, I, I know, you know, the, they got the magic, all that stuff. I was like, I don't see it. Yeah. I don't think they can come back in this one. See, I don't mean to be like, you know, like Mr. I saw it coming because nobody saw it coming. But yeah. I think I'm in the, uh, the group of fans that are like, yeah, they're still kind of fine just because they're so explosive. Well, yeah, that was the crazy thing. Then once they got within, once, what'd they do? They scored once to get within three. Touchdown, touchdown. Yeah, yeah, once they got within three, then they got the ball back. I think there was five minutes on the clock. And, and I was watching with someone. They're like, man, they got to go faster. You got to go faster. Like, they're not going out of bounds and things. I was like, man, they got five minutes. They're good. Yeah. Well, well I, they could score three more touchdowns in this time. Yeah, and I think the, the cool thing was, um, like, this is another one of those things that, like, shoot, shooter's going to shoot and, yeah. like, yeah. math wins most of the time. If you're a team that averages these huge plays and you have this much speed, it's sort of like, you know, Matt Thomas and Nas Long when they're shooting three-pointers. Like, yeah. if, if say, Matt is a 44% three-point shooter. I don't know if he ever hit that number. Let's say he's a 44 three-point shooter and he's taken six shots and he's only made one. At a certain point, if he's continues shooting, mathematically, if his average has held over the course of a long time, he'll probably get himself back to that average. So he's probably going to drain at least a few because, again, the percentages are going to even out for the most part. The 49ers, the entire game, had held big plays in check, but big plays were available. They were there, a guy would get beat or something like that, and he just Mahomes didn't have time to see it. So, but like percentage-wise, of, of the snaps that the Chiefs played, uh, those snaps, were uh, many of them were significant plays. And they had avoided them to a certain point in the fourth quarter. But again, math wins. You're going to lose somebody somewhere. And it just so happened to be Tyreek Hill, who hit an absolutely filthy move to get himself open. Like, Tyreek Hill is actually a really good wide receiver. Like, mm-hmm. he, he's stupid fast, but he uses his speed in a really smart way. Like, you, you're, you might have been like, why is he, how is he so wide open? Right. So what he did on that big, so it was that third and 15 with like 540 something to go left. And there's that 44 yard completion. So he ran, I don't know where he started at, if he was the number one or number two receiver, but he ran essentially what looked like a post. So he was coming kind of running towards the goalpost and he, his break at that time, I'm sure he has a landmark he's trying to hit, but with Pat Mahomes, like he could just get it there and you can find it. So like, I'm sure he has a lot more flexibility in his route distance. A lot of guys are going to run to a spot and the quarterback throws to a spot. So um, an offense is like, um, I don't know, the, the one that comes to mind, Bron- uh, you know, grew up a Broncos fan, is that the John Elway, Terrell Davis, uh, Mike Shanahan, not Kyle Shanahan offense, where it's that play action boot with a big home run shot down the field. That quarterback could do that without a receiver. And it's going to, it's going to, the ball is going to land in the same spot because it's going to be, you know, extend, you know, one, two, three, extend your hand to f- play action fake. You're going to boot out. When you get yourself to the top of your, your route, you're going to flip your hips, take one, step into it and you're going to throw it 52 yards on the opposite hash and the receiver's job is to get there and that's his, that's the only job they have so a lot of times they'll throw to a spot and not throw to a man i think pat mahomes changes that like he can throw to wherever he wants because he's good at throwing wherever he wants and so tyreek hill i think can adjust his route timing and his route distance by what the other guys are doing so like the safety there i think it was ward yeah was playing a zone and rightfully so was terrified of getting run by so he's bailing so like you can either backpedal as a defensive back or you can turn and run so a backpedal means your shoulders stay toward facing towards the line of scrimmage and you're going backwards 
or you turn and run, which is literally you flip your hips and shoulders and you start running backwards with your head looking back. So he was basically Tyree kill pressed ward from a distance. Like he was 10 yards off, but his speed makes you scared. So if you rewatch the kind of the, the end zone shot or like the, the, the level, the, the floor level or, or field level camera and you watch ward and then you watch the timing of when Tyree kill made his cut. He's watching Ward and just running and running and running as fast as he possibly can, scaring the hell out of the defensive back. And then as soon as the defensive back flips his hips because Tyree Kill is running on this, you know, in the, the imaginary situation from sideline towards the middle of the field, he is pressing the inside shoulder of that safety to get that inside shoulder to open up so he can turn and run. And then as soon as that happens, he breaks his route off and cuts the outside. So the best the defensive back can do is flip his shoulders facing one sideline, then flip them all the way around and then somehow manage to come back. And if the ball's there on time, there's nothing you can do about his defensive back other than continuing to pedal, which probably gets you run by. So that entire big play, to go back to that whole math thing, like at a certain point, Mahomes is going to have time and Tyreek Hill or other is going to be open to find that space. And they managed to happen like once and then once like the next drive was, I think it was hard. hard. Uh, it was Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins and the one on the right side where yeah. he kind of faded Against, to the outside. Uh, Richard Sherman, yeah. And it, at a certain point, you can't contain them. So that was why, like, I think with Shanahan's kind of game planning, and again, I'm not an NFL, I, I didn't play in the NFL. I don't necessarily know NFL strategy with timeouts and stuff as well as college but at the end of the half when you have three timeouts and you have marginal success throughout the game and you run and you get I think it they got like six yards on first down you kind of want to at least have a moderate pace Mm -hmm. to take it down to and I think they timed it okay that pass interference on Kittle didn't end up turning out well um, which I think it was the an appropriate call because his arm got extended but like they took that big shot to Kittle but they didn't really try anything else other than that. Yes, they were scared of the Chiefs actually like getting like getting the ball back and going down to score themselves. But also, if you again think of math, at a certain point, the Chiefs are going to score. So you have to build up as much of a reservoir as you can of like a, a cushion in order to give yourself time when they do connect. Well, some breaking news. Mark D'Antonio has just resigned as the head coach of Michigan State. Wow. You heard it here first. Well, Second, probably you probably had heard this. about it already, but breaking news. This is while we're recording. This just broke. That's uh, I wonder what that's about. Well, uh, I did just see a tweet where he was owed a $4.3 million retention bonus if he was still the head coach at Michigan State as of like January 13th or something like that, 2020. So got his 4.3 mil and then it was out. And then he was out. See you guys. Bye. Thanks for the money. <laughs> Smart, man. Well, I wonder if it was like the, the impetus for it was similar to like uh, Chris Peterson at Washington. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I think this is a total non uh, big football match. I was going to say this has nothing to do with the big game. Um, but Chris Peterson at Washington, formerly at Boise State, just resigned like at the end of the or after his bowl game because he was just too stressed out. Like his mental health wasn't good. And they had to go to assistant that could take over. That yeah. Jimmy Lake. And yeah. he was just like, I can't do this anymore. And so I wonder if, if D'Antonio was in the same way where he was like, you, you know what? I, my stress level and my emotional health is not good enough. I probably shouldn't keep doing this. I mean, I'm sure we'll, we'll find out at least a little bit more about it, but that's a, it's a curious decision, but also 
they've not been good yeah. for the past few years, and that's probably also part of it. I think that probably also does play into play a role. Uh, but no, back to the football game. It was when they when Mahomes found Hill on that long pass, that was the first time where I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, they got it yeah, still. Yeah, I was like, yeah, he, here they come. They got and, it still. And it, he was so open that you're – like at, at initial watch, you're like, man, of anybody, of everybody on the field – you let that guy get open. And Seriously? And again, it's not... Right, it, and then you see, the, you see the replay and you're like, oh, yeah, no, okay, that's how he got open. Yeah, that, that makes a little bit more sense now. Yeah, he's real good. Yeah, and, you know, even, the, even then, like, they go down and score. They're still down three. But I think the moment when I was like, man, I think they're going to win this game is when, uh, when Chris Jones put his big old paws up and volleyball blocks down mm-hmm. the first pass. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, they're feeling it now. Yeah. I was like, these these guys know what's going on. And then they Jimmy G missed on the one long throw uh that he tried to make like down inside the ten. Mm-hmm. And it was like, Yeah, this thing's over. Yeah. Like these guys know what's going on now. Well, and it's 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 bad too because like the Chiefs offense is such a good deterrent for your offense because you start to press hard. Right. Because you see how fast they can score. Well, and they had not run the ball that effectively in the second half of the game either. So it was like they can try and go out there and run three times, but like the Chiefs defense had done a pretty good job of being able to stop the run mm-hmm. for the most part. Well, and I think the the one of the things that, that I really liked that the Chiefs did is defensively, um, they kind of played like – like chicken with yeah. the 49ers. Cause yeah. we talked about their kind of the motions that they did before the NFL, before the Super Bowl, Um, and they, in the second half, they, the 49, they didn't respond to the motion. Like they would, the Teron Matthew would like kind of go with Kittle or use if they did move. Um, or like Sorensen would kind of rotate back up and down. Like, but the, the, the core of the defense a lot of times didn't go with the shift. So it, it kind of lost its advantage because they're like, no, we're staying here. This is my leverage. This is my lane. And Sorensen and Matthew, were going to make us right. And otherwise we're going to stay right here. And so it didn't allow kind of the shifts and the angles that they miss. So like at the end of the game, when Williams took that touchdown, which I literally yelled at my TV and called him and like, like, no, you idiot. Don't. And like telling him to get down. But on that run, you look at Nick Bosa. Don't score in the Super Bowl. Don't go and put the dagger in the co- or put the final nail in the coffin what in the it, Super Bowl. What it, it, the problem is, is that you you just open the door from like like point zero 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 one percent to like point one percent. Like it's not that it, the odds are bigger, yeah, but you magnify the odds by like a hundred times because theoretically. So to to bring back to the point, not including Bosa, and if I'm running, uh. Oh, free and clear in the Super Bowl. Am I going to score a touch? Like run, try and score a touchdown? Yes, most likely. <laughs> I'm not going to stop. Uh, Damian Williams was trying to lock up the, the MVP. I know, but with the the reason why you don't, and so this yeah, is no, back I, to uh, yeah. I, I don't remember. Was it Shane Vereen? Who was it with the the New York Giants when Brandon Jacobs? It, it wasn't. I don't think it was Brandon Jacobs that did it. It was uh, it was the other running back on that team. I forget who it was, but it was that team in when it was the second Giants Patriots Super Bowl. The yeah. Patriots they were up by four or they're down by four, three or four, three, two. Anyway, it was, they were down by a small number, and so I thought the Giants were down. Either way, the 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 game is so tight. Yeah, a touchdown puts them in the position to win or take the lead. So whether they are down by two or up by two, it keeps it within a one or two score possession. So the Patriots in that game, 
they just basically stopped and let the Giants score and the running back caught himself and he like tried to stop and like backfell into the end zone. Like he was trying to take a, just put his butt on the one yard line because at a certain point in the game, time and points, like really time and points are the currency that football operates on. One of the two, depending on uh, what point in the game it is, the exchange rate's different. Like the 49ers at the end of the half, at the end of the first half, time was more important than points there because you're trying to keep the Chiefs off the field, but points are still kind of important. For the Chiefs at the end of the game, when they have a one possession lead and they are they have somebody running in the clear, time is, you have a lead, you have the ball, time is the most and only important thing. So if you take, an, if, if he just essentially runs around and just slides down in the 10 yard line, the percentage of you winning is higher than if you run to the end zone because you control the clock, you control the time, you have all the, you have all the resources because at that point forward, it's just Pat Mahomes takes a knee, Pat Mahomes takes a knee, Pat Mahomes takes a knee, clock is almost out. They had three timeouts, but again, you saw kind of what happened at the end is just throw one up in the air for five seconds. So if you were to do that, it kind of locks it in. So again, that's a, that he, it would be like a 0.000001 chance that the 49ers win. If you score, then you give the ball back to the 49ers, sort of giving them the, the right to be able to do it because you give the ball back to Jimmy. Let's say they get one to Kittle, Kittle breaks two tackles, pitches it to Emmanuel Sanders, Emmanuel Sanders runs for 70 yards, there's 57 seconds left in the clock. They can onside kick it, get the ball back, and now they only need a field goal to tie. And you didn't get to touch the ball in the, in the meantime. So the, the smart thing is to get down there, but the realistic thing is... You're running free and clear in Miami in the Super Bowl. You're going to get your ass in the end zone. I was going to say, you've seen the kind of bonus that the Super Bowl MVP gets, though? Yeah. So, like, I. <laughs> Damian Williams is like, hey, I already scored the game, the go ahead one. I'm trying to get this money. I get it. Yeah, I get it. But I was like yelling at him not to. Um, but to keep backfilling back to this initial point, which after we're like three tangents away, uh, what the Chiefs did in the second half run wise the run defensive wise they just stayed like in their gaps and that's all they were trying to do they weren't really trying to get a ton of penetration yeah. until it got to be or excuse me a ton of pressure until it got to be a, pa- a true passing down and like what that does so like that t- that Damian Williams touchdown Nick Bosa was he really pr- played hard inside and he was an outside contained player so he kind of lost his his gap responsibility yeah. Williams took off with speed was gone so what the Chiefs did in the second half was they essentially just played at the line of scrimmage. If you're going to get blocked, just keep fighting. Like Kittle cut one of the linebackers one time. The guy popped right back up, made a tackle for a one or two yard gain instead of a seven or eight yard gain. And just continuing to stay gap responsible. And then when it's third and seven and Jimmy has to throw, that's when Frank Clark and, and Jones and those guys are going to like cut it loose and go. Right. And so that was kind of in the second half. It forced them to actually throw and jimmy didn't do a great job of actually throwing chris jones is really good at the getting his paws up and he's like seven four yeah i think he did that three times in the last two drives and one of them it the the really good play looked like it was made by the safety i think Mm -hmm. uh where he came flying in and like dove and looked like he was blocking a punt but it was on a slant yeah but chris jones had already hit the ball i think it slowed it down a little bit yeah and you like saw the replay and you're like oh yeah chris jones did it again like that's just it's, it's just chris jones being really, chris jones. it's really good and what's kind of it's i mean it's really hard to do like mentally to understand because in order to be able to do that the, the person who kind of pioneered that was jj watt like the yeah. the best with the person that is the best at that is jj watt and has kind of always been where you make your first 
pass rush move and whether that's a swim move or a rip or a bull rush or something. And if the offensive lineman plays it really well and you kind of get stuck at that point, you kind of just like hover and you just try and find the quarterback's eyes and are like, okay, I can't get too much out of my, my rush responsibility, but I'm going to try and find his eyes. And if he throws it, I just put my hands up in the air because this is a better option than just futilely fighting to try and get to the quarterback for another seven seconds when it's the ball's likely coming out in the next one or two seconds. There's no point in continuing to rush. So you just, yeah, rush, make your first move. If it doesn't work, just stand there and put your hands up in the air and it don't hurt when you're six, six. Yeah. Also, shout out to the Chiefs for running their spin back play that they did on the inside the five yard line on a fourth down. Man, that I saw yesterday came from the 1948 Rose Bowl. So cool, so cool. I don't know. So like the Cleveland Browns hired the Minnesota Vikings offensive coordinator. Yeah, and I don't know if that's a good hire. My gut tells me it's not, and it's not. the Browns hiring history also tells me that it's not. I mean, I'll be honest. I thought that the Vikings offense probably could have been better than what it was, but and then you look at like Eric Bieniemy the coordinator for the chiefs. Right. How do you not, how is that not the one guy that you're like, all right, we're going to get that guy. Eric B he was the best offensive coordinator. Granted he's with Andy Reed, but still he probably learned some things from Andy Reed because that it was brilliant. And like all you need in that moment, it's like the Philly special that's straight up misdirection. That's confusing everybody. Like for you want to confuse in the entire play. All you're trying to do when it was, what was it? Third and one or fourth and one, fourth and one. And you're trying to just get up like two or three feet. And in order to get two or three feet, you need like four inches of leverage. And then if you have four inches of leverage, your running back or your ball carrier is going to take, instead of hitting a guy right in the peck, he's going to hit him on the side of the shoulder and he's going to drag him forward for a foot. That's all you need. And so all you need with that, like that weird, like disco dance step, that spin is just to get the defense. Like, what the, what? Oh, oh snapped. Like you need yeah. half a second of confusion or like, what are they doing? And that little, like, by the time that weird flash and dance of, like, turning, and then the ball snapped right away, the defense doesn't really know that they shifted because they were so surprised that they had actually, like, just everybody spun around at one time. And then they got the ball and went straight downhill because all you need is, like, one foot of leverage. The stones it takes to call that play on fourth and one in the Super Bowl. Because imagine Inside if, the five-yard line. Imagine if that doesn't work. Right. Right. Man, just imagine being on the defense. It's like uh, all of a sudden the song from Saturday Night Fever starts <laughs> and you just see like Pat Mahomes. But, yeah. <laughs> They're just back what? there spinning. You're like, what is happening? What is ha- oh, they bumped over. It's a direct snap. Crap. Snap. First down. And as soon as I got that first down, it was like, they're going to score. Yeah. It's a touchdown. It's 100% a touchdown. And then he had to throw it right over the top of D Ford. Uh, on the one when he when he threw it to Damian Williams, that was the other one. I knew that they were not going to overturn that that play. No, the go ahead one. There's no, no way. Well, uh, like the like I said, I was sitting there watching it with someone, and and she's like, uh, she's like, he, his foot's out of bounds. I was like, no, that ball's across the plane. Yeah. I was like, it doesn't matter anyway. It, it's close enough that no one's going to say anything. Like they're not going to overturn that. You got to be first. Not a sure. Yeah. You have to be a hundred percent sure that that's not there, especially in that situation. If it's October 5th and the Dolphins are playing the Jaguars and it's 31 to 20, yeah, that maybe, right. Maybe overturn that one. Not in, not in there, not in the Super Bowl. not in that situation. No, you don't want to bite that bullet. No, you go with what's called in the field. So no, that was I yeah, I, I thought it was a genuinely well-played game. I thought it was really fun. Um, and like, it, it, to me, it demonstrated that the two best teams were 
from e- respective from their respective conferences in the Super Bowl. Like for sure, I don't think there's any question that the Chiefs were the best team, but the 49ers were the second best team. Yeah. All right, I want to talk some more about that when we come back on Football and Random Things on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Welcome back to Football and Random Things on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Presented by our, well, not presented by, we're in the Carl Chevrolet Studios. It's true. My, my truck is in the Carl Chevrolet, real Carl Chevrolet. Got a... Uh, the Carl Chevrolet... Uh, service shop. Service shop. Actually, the, the tire center, because I, uh, I got a construction staple, one of those, like, inch and a half long ones. Yeah. Somehow it just got through the sidewall, my tire. How does that happen? I, I couldn't tell you. Did it, someone put it in there? Someone took a staple gun. Is someone sabotaging went, you? Maybe they tried to hit you. Man, they missed... Who have you made mad? They missed very poorly. Recently. Who have you made mad recently? Uh, the world. The world. I'm trying to think about anybody you've criticized recently on the podcast. I don't really think there's... To where they'd be trying to take you out. Uh, but, but I mean, they missed by like... Like six feet. <laughs> and it had to be close range. Well, I mean, no can't. one ever said that they were a good shot. I, guess. <laughs> I don't know. So it's uh, currently getting a new tire because that was, like I said, through the sidewall. Couldn't patch it. Had to get a new tire. So currently, I'm at, uh, my, I am in the Carl Chevrolet studios. And my Colorado is in the Carl Chevrolet tire center. Well, there we go. Glad we got that figured out. Yep. Uh, all right. You talked about the Chiefs being the, being the best team. The, the 49ers being the second best team. I, I came out of, or it was getting towards the end of that game on Sunday night, and you know, coming out of it, seeing Pat, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and all those guys take the trophy. It feels like just the beginning mm-hmm. of something for for that franchise, mm-hmm. because you look at all the guys that they've got under contract for an extended period of time, the fact that they've still got another year before they have to give a, an extension to number fifteen. I feel like it's a uh, this is a, a dynasty in, in the making. And I think the other thing is... As Frank Clark put it, I think he's... Or no, either maybe Chris Jones. He said, uh, we're the mother effing uh, Golden State Warriors. I think that was Frank Clark. Yeah, whoever it was. Yeah. Uh, he really likes the F word. I, I've he, Frank Clark, that from watching I, uh, several of his interviews. I was joking with... So I was at my parents' place with uh, a girlfriend who was over there. A friend of mine came over at the same time. And I was like, if I was the censor right... If I was the... Because uh, it's on a seven-second delay from live. Yeah. If I'm the guy with the bleep button... My hand is one millimeter above that button. As soon as you put the microphone in front of number 55, you're like, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. Don't, got it, he, got it. He got says it. like, uh, finish. And he just like immediately yeah, hitting the, f- the button. Yeah. <laughs> you, just, you, sent, you drop it. I think it's funny too when they do that because like they're in just the general conversation. And then all of a sudden it just cuts out for no good reason. And it's right. just because in the background somebody said something. <laughs> it's just You could hear it. There was a couple times where it did happen in the celebration. I think Andy Reid might have said something. Uh, I think he said, uh, um, we don't swear on this podcast anymore. But uh, he, I know that he swore at least expletive. once. Expletive. Yeah, he, he said, said at least one expletive. But I don't think they caught that one. I, I, uh, to, to, to continue the, the dynasty conversation, what's fun about this though, so Pat Mahomes is a baby. Yeah. He's younger than you, isn't he? Yeah, he's 24 years old. Yeah. And thanks for reminding me. Yeah. He's, uh, oh, p- please, like, <laughs> get used to that. Uh, but it's a, it, it, the dynasties that have come before it were obviously the Patriots. And then before that, would, I would say, like, the, the 49ers. The 40, well, the, I would say the, the Broncos in the late half of the 90s. Um, and then the 49ers in the middle. Uh, the Cowboys and like each one of those dynasties, Steelers, yeah, the Steelers, yeah, the Steelers. Um, but like each one of those dynasties, they had something that was like 
very unlikable, like something. I don't know what it was. There was because like the Cowboys had like Michael Irvin and there's like that flash and Jimmy Johnson could have been, you know, rubbed people the wrong way. Yeah. And the Patriots just have they're the Patriots. And Bill Belichick is just like annoying. A, he's a guy that I would love to play for, but he looks like a total douche. I don't think he is, but he just looks like one. Right. And like the way he interacts and like the whole the, the spy gate thing. And you guys have a lot in common. Yeah. B- Belichick and I. Yes. As unexpressive as I am. Um, but like, there's something to not like about them, but like, I didn't mean it like that. I meant it as like, he looks like, or he looks like a douche. He probably isn't one, but no, I am. Yeah, I am. That's true. Yeah. You don't look like a douche, but you are. But one. I am. Yeah. yeah. It's the exact inverse <laughs> on the other side of the coin. But like, uh, but like what it, as a pretty impartial observer, what about the chiefs is there to not like that? Not necessarily to not like, like maybe Travis Kelsey is a little bit much for some people. Maybe Tyreek Hill. Well, that, that whole situation is weird. Like it, a lot of layers there, a lot of layers that, um, but there's not a lot to like the first thing they showed after the game got over was Tyree kill with his kid. Well, again, we don't, I don't know like the ins and outs of that story, but there are multiple sides of that story. Yeah. Um, but either way, so you have like a really with Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid as kind of the figureheads of it. Like Pat Mahomes is the new generation of football. He is the epitome of the new generation of football. A guy that can stand in the quarterback or stand in the pocket and throw it. He can run around and throw it and he can just straight up run it. It is spread offense. It is the college offense brought to the NFL and he's the best at doing it. Andy Reid has been coaching for 700 years and it's his first Super Bowl and he's seems to always kind of always have the players back and to be kind of a, like a player's coach, but as an offensive line, offensive minded guy. And like those two are the figureheads of it to me. Like even if they win two or three, it's going to be hard to be like, ugh, screw these guys. Yeah. I mean, granted I say that now and I'm Mr. Like I genuinely will always root against the dynasty just because I want other, want new blood to get it. But with Mahomes and Reed together and whether it be enemy or stays or not, but like those guys, it's just hard to not like them. Yeah, and it's like with the Patriots, too. They come from a place where they win a lot, mm-hmm. whether it's the Celtics or the Bruins or whoever. Yeah. Like, this is Kansas City, you mm-hmm. know? The Royals have, what, like two World Series championships? Royals have won two World Series championships. Each of them were 30 years apart from each other. And now the the Chiefs have won two Super Bowls. 50 years apart. With 50 years of separation. Yeah. You're kind of just like, ah, oh, it's Kansas City. Yeah. You know? And now... If they, I mean, I'm sure there will be portions of the country that they're like, oh, it's Kansas City again, Mm -hmm. you know? But to me, I'm just like, man, we don't win that much out here in the Midwest. So, hey, let's win a little bit, you know? We haven't really won too much since since old 23 hung it up in uh, in Chicago. So, let's just, let's just do it, you know? Let's just get it done. It's... It is fun, too, because I think I've said it, you know, my making fun of the stubborn NFL coaches that are like, we're we're not we're going to run the ball because that type of offense won't exist in the NFL. It's not going to succeed off the defenses are too smart. It's like, oh, really? Defenses are too smart. Is that why Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson are the defending are the defending MVP and Super Bowl MVP? And that's why the defenses are can't catch on. That's what it is. Sure. Got it. Roger that, buddy. And uh, yeah, so I think it's just fun that this like the, the progressive offenses and I think even the 49ers like if you look at the 49ers, what are they what are they built on? It's really good defensive line play and almost all those guys are young and under contract and you have their your best defensive player is Nick Bosa, who is in his second year. You got him for another two or three. Nick, uh, this was his, he was a rookie this year. Yes. Yeah, so is it three or four year rookie contract? Uh, isn't it four with a. 
four with an option. Yeah. So you have because Mahomes is going into year four next year. You, you have four years, another three to four years of Nick Bosa before you have to potentially pony up to him. Yeah. So you have a good young nucleus to work around. You have Nick will have plenty more times to live out his lifelong dream of going to the White House. Is that what it was? To go and visit the president. Ah, I didn't. Yeah. Nick really. Big supporter. I, yeah, I think he really was excited about that potential. Well, he, uh, he misfit, and that didn't happen. Yeah. Too I, bad for him. <laughs> anyway. Oh, goodness. Shouldn't have said that. <laughs> it's okay. At least uh, the Chiefs can go from the great state of Kansas to... To visit to Washington. Oh yeah. Okay. Let's continue. We are continue to move on. Continue to move on. Imagine what that parade's going to be like tomorrow, though. It's going to be like like the Royals uh, on steroids. Yeah, like the the Royals when they had their championship parade. And as like, much as everybody loves the Royals, like the Chiefs are like a way bigger deal. Yeah, but like when you look at the aerial shots from that that parade back when they did it, and like when the Cavaliers won. Yeah. And there's just uh, for the Royals, it's just blue. Everywhere. There's like you, every street is just coated in blue t-shirts and then the Cavaliers, same thing. It's just red or it's whatever. They're dark red and gold is just everywhere. This is going to be Mr. Ev- J.R. Smith. He didn't, in which case shirt. he didn't wear a shirt yeah. and he, uh, he was shouting out people climbing up buildings, but the sipping on the yak. Yep. But then the chiefs, like this is going to be, are, are you going down there? Even though you're not a chiefs fan, you're going to go experience Kansas city. Man, I'd like to, but that's way too many people for me. Way too many people. A lot of humans. Me. Yeah. I wish that Des Moines had a team that could win a title that we could have a parade for. I think Des Moines would go bananas if that happened. Like if there was a, if there was, if we had a team, like it it doesn't even need to be anybody that could win. Yeah. It'd be a a combination of green Bay and Kansas city, like that kind of vibe where it's smaller than Kansas city, but bigger than green Bay, but we'll still have like the, the ownership feel of the Packers. Yeah. Like I'd be on board. Even if like uh, Pat Mahomes was just from Des Moines. I think we would have. I think we would have a uh, a parade for Pat Mahomes uh, with hey, the Super Bowl trophy. That's that's true. Who was uh, so yeah. I mean, who was it? Uh, ben Neiman went to Iowa. Where's he from? He went to Iowa. I don't know where he's from. I think he's from Illinois. Oh well, well that doesn't count. Then. But he went to Iowa. That's like one of the like that's a tie. I don't know. That no. I'm no. just trying to come, I'm trying to find the 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 Iowa tie that everybody finds that like Harrison Barnes was the Grand Marshal of the uh, Ames. Um, Fourth of July parade after he won the NBA title and well he's actually from Ames whatever that year was well yeah I know that's what I'm saying like well, I was just they saying, had a like, parade for him well like the Olympics are this summer he, he rode in with rode into the parade with the Larry O'Brien Trophy the Olympics are this summer and it's going to be like a you know that's like some archer or something like that wins gold and like they're they lived in Iowa for three months. While they were training while they were, or something. Not even while they were training. When they were like four. Yeah. And they like went to a daycare. It's like when Michael, Wa- Michael Walker's from Iowa. Like when yeah, he was yeah. pitching in the World Series that one year. And like he was, didn't he was like born here and then moved like six months later? Uh, yeah, if that. Like we did not actually live here. Yeah. Really. But he was born here. Yeah. So we, we find our Iowa tie. Yeah. Oh, we find an Iowa tie and everything. Yeah. That's what I was saying. That's where the Iowa tie is. The ben, the ben Neiman was like, yeah, the state of Iowa contributed to that Super Bowl. You're welcome. Well, it's just like with Mahomes wins the Super Bowl, everybody's tweeting Pat Mahomes is the only Super Bowl MVP to lose to Iowa State 66-10. <laughs> That's such a dick move, though. It's true, but, and it's all in good fun. But it's, all, it's just funny where it's like, hey, you did this good thing? Remember that bad thing you did? Yeah, we were responsible well, for we that We remember, too. We remember that bad thing that you did. 
I know you remember that bad thing. Just think that's the last time that anyone like legitimately made Pat Mahomes look stupid. Well, he was also hurt. So? In addition... So? Doesn't count. <laughs> doesn't matter. He was injured. He was injured all season. He still made people look stupid. It's true. It wasn't a throwing shoulder injury. I'm just saying, like... Iowa State, better than the 49ers. Iowa State, basically, I would like to think that Pat Mahomes goes to work every day thinking, I'm not going to let this opposing team this week... Treat me like the Cyclones did. Beat me the way that Iowa State did. That's definitely what it is. I would like to get an interview with Pat Mahomes just to say, like, man, does, are you motivated every day? Like, he has it written on his wristband, 66 to 10. <laughs> Whatever, do you see, like, Kamari, no, do you ever November, have, like... November 9th, 2016, or 2017... Whatever it was. 15, yeah. 2015. Do you, do you ever have like, uh, or no, it would have been 16. Do you ever have, it's like, do you ever have like acid flashbacks and see Kamari Cotton Moya intercepting you and taking it for a touchdown just like randomly? He's like in a, it's like in a dream. Because we do. Yeah, we remember. We remember. We remember. Uh, all right, give me one more. I got one more question for you. If I set the over under at two and a half, how many more does Pat Mahomes win in Kansas City? Oh. That's a good over-under. Um, I'm going to say... Or I'll say two and a half total. Like, you know, plus... What, oh, this I, one I plus, take the over. Yeah, I think okay. winning two so more... Three? I think yeah. winning three total is a reasonable number. I think winning four is... Su- would, uh, like winning three additional ones, especially with how the NFL is changing, a lot of teams are going to start coming up like the Ravens, when Lamar Jackson, so like, I don't know if the Ravens next year or the year after with Lamar Jackson are like Super Bowl team. Maybe they are. They're really good. But as he continues to learn how to actually throw from the pocket, because again, the, the thing we talked about before with, Pat, or with uh, Lamar Jackson was when teams don't have to explicitly prepare for him running, they can throw complex coverages against him. He's really good against the simpler coverages because that's all he's ever seen. Right. Because he knows that teams have to defend against the run. But when he gets down or gets in situations where teams play the Peyton Manning, Tom Brady-style defenses of crazy coverages, a lot of times he gets lost. He's really good at it. He just never had to do it. So the more exposure he gets to that, the better he gets at that, and he gets to a point where he can become, when necessary, a pocket passer, but also kind of unleash it. The Ravens are going to be really good. And he's, what, Lamar is what, 23? Mm-hmm. So he's young. He's going to be coming up pretty soon. You look at other teams across the league, like the 49ers aren't going anywhere. As long as Russell Wilson's in Seattle, they're not going anywhere. And then whoever else gets Joe Burrow, like Cincinnati. I don't know if we're going to, they're probably not going to be good next year, but like you, you don't know what's going to come ahead. And if any of the things that happened this year didn't happen of the, they're down 20 points or down 10 points and down 10 points. If a lot of those dominoes didn't fall in the right way, I don't know if you get it. So I think two more is reasonable. I think three more, I would be, I'd be impressed. Cause how many, also let's, how many quarterbacks have three or so well, Tom Brady, Brady has six. Yeah. Brady, Joe Montana, Troy Terry Aikman. Bradshaw, Troy Aikman, Ter- Troy Aikman. Yeah. I think that might be it. Yeah. Four. Yeah. In the history of the league, four. Well, Roger Staubach probably does. Does he have three? Because they only won. Didn't they only win two in the 70s? And then, because I think the Cowboys have five. Because the 49ers have five. Cowboys have five. Patriots have six. Steelers have five. Terry Bradshaw has four. So I, because I think the, and the Cowboys won three in the 80s and 90s. 
Yeah, I think so, you're right. I think, yeah, I think that's it. I think there's four. And so yeah. ha- that even have three. And so to get more than that, like to become in the four, you're entering greatest of all time, greatest territory. of all time territory. Cause Tom, I mean, Brady re- is the best of all time and it's really hard to argue against six, but still like getting more than that over the course of a career, maybe the next couple of years, one and uh, one or two and then maybe kind of get that Peyton Manning resurrection at the end of your career type deal. I don't know. I think two more is what I'm going to peg it at. The thing, the thing too, that Pat has on his side is, uh, I mean, I, he is three years into his career. He's already the Super Bowl MVP. He's been the MVP of the league. First team, all pro two time pro bowler, Super Bowl champion. I mean, if he does any of those things two more times, then like you're putting credentials up as a, of being a Hall of Famer and he'll be like 26. Yeah. You know. Well, and he's already had the target on his back. Like he, this season, yeah. he was a defending super, he was defending league MVP. And I think, you know, that, that whole, like, we'll see what Lamar does next year when defenses have a whole off season to prepare for what they do. He was able to c- overcome that, you know, like there, there is everyone, he got everyone's best shot on defense and still won the Super Bowl MVP Yeah, and won the Super Bowl like that. So you got the, the best that everybody has to offer and you managed to beat it. That's how good he is. It, again, that's that Peyton Manning, Tom Brady level, that Kurt Warner level stuff of like, it, you, you know that everyone's going to be gunning for you and you still do it really, really well. That's what is kind of impressive about potentially sustaining success, especially because, I mean, whereas I, I don't know what the enemy does and I don't know what Andy Reid, but if I was, if I was uh, Clark Hunt right now, I'd be signing him to a huge contract because I don't I'd know how making, long I'd be making the enemy my coach and waiting yeah yeah and then trying because I don't know how long Andy Reid wants to do it but he's probably got at least a few more years in him yeah. especially if you got number 15 that's I'm sure that's fun to coach that makes it a lot a little easier you to got 80 coming you got, back you got Hill Kelsey and Mahomes to build around yeah shoot I'd You're take a, that a lot of offensive linemen yeah got I'd, Frank Clark for a while Fisher is still young your yeah. your tackle like I I'd take that I I would stay for a little while but I don't know. It's the Chiefs and, again, and the 49ers. I think Jimmy G still has only had one full season as a starting quarterback. Like, this is the, his only full season as a starting quarterback. Okay? He's going to get better. The defense is still going to be good. As long as Richard Sherman's around, that defense is going to be smart because he makes them smarter. You're going to have more, I think, wide rec- kind of flexible wide receiver talent. They might get another couple dynamic running back or two. Find another just a kick-ass fullback tight end blocker and the 49ers aren't going anywhere either. Like it, I think the, the NFL, I think is back to fun. Like at the it end is, of the day, it is though, fun again. At the end of the day, it pays to have the best player in the world. It does. Yes. Always will always has in any sport. Yeah. And that's what Kansas city's got. All right, Jeff, we will, uh, man, I'm sad. It's the end of season two of football and random things. We'll, uh, we'll be back for spring ball. It's a couple months. Couple yeah. Month hiatus. Now I got to talk about basketball. Ooh. Ooh. Before we come back for the spring, we'll nail down what we're going to do for football and, re- and reading and things. And football so, and reading things. So that we can put it out there for everybody. Everybody can be prepared. And they can get them and they can have the reading assignments. Yeah. Maybe we can make like some sort of store where you can buy all the books like on the... Hmm. And we can get some sort of promo code. Hmm. I'll contact my Your friends people. At, people at Amazon, you know. Got called, people everywhere. Called, called Jeff. Yeah, I'll hey. just call, yeah. What up, bees? Uh, yeah, uh, Mr. Bezos. 
uh, we do a little podcast called uh, Football and Random Things. We'll start. Oh, I've, I've not, heard of it. Not, I've, not little. Hey, uh, reg- regular listener. Regular listener. <laughs> I what, love whatever, fart. whatever I you love need. Fart. That is, I still this, ending the season. Uh, if if people are out and like if they see either me or I don't, I'm not gonna. I'll, I'll speak for you because I think it's true. But like, if pe- if we're ever at like the mall or out to eat or something like that, and we get recognized for something, and they're like, "Dude, I love fart," and I'm like, "Don't feel ashamed to say that." That makes my heart smile. I would assume it does with you. Yeah. Because one, thank you. Like this, this is super fun to do. It's a really fun product to put out there. And I also think it is uh, the best sentence that you could say to another human being. <laughs> that makes total sense. So like it makes my heart smile on multiple levels of, I appreciate the, you enjoying the work. And I also appreciate that you get to say, I love your fart in total seriousness. Yeah, we hope that just, you know, we try and take this seriously for the most part. But also we try and have fun with it. So we just hope that people, it's nice for me to know when people come and talk to me that people appreciate that we are taking things that people usually take pretty seriously as far as sports, Mm -hmm. whether that's right, wrong, or indifferent is a completely different conversation. Mm -hmm. But we just try and have fun with it. We do it a little bit different way. And I like when when people are, are appreciative. Yeah. Appreciative of that. Appreciative. Appreciative of that. Yeah. I'm struggling to speak anymore. Yeah. But. And I think this is one of one of those other things like we try and do as much of like objective, but positive, And that's what you're here for. Yeah. If you want someone to like just trash talk somebody, probably not going to be the right podcast. You're not a farter. You're, you're not a farter. Fart. We're going to fart in your face with positivity. Yeah. Hard farts right in the ears. Thanks for listening, everybody. Talk to you guys again soon.